You are listening to Deeper Roots, a podcast to help equip the members of New Branch Community Church to glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, visit newbranch.com. Hi, Ken. I'm Tyler. Hey, Tyler. Nice to see you again. We have Matt with us. and We We have Matt with us, but we also have a guest. And you introduce guests. Uh, our guest for this episode is the venerable Bob Moshe. Venerable. Does anyone know what that even means? Yes, what it means mean? it means you're awesome. I like uh, that. Bob is our uh, worship leader and a fellow elder at New Branch Community Church, and so uh, that um, he is joining us for this particular episode because this episode is about that about singing. We're talking about singing. Yeah, so it's it's part of the series that we're doing on the church gathering. We've talked about why we gather. We've talked about how to uh, engage with the sermon, with the proclamation of the word. And then to this afternoon, we're talking about um, why we sing, um, corporate worship. So... And I think it's I think it would be best to just go say we're we're actually recording really late, later than we usually do. So if we're a little bit off, then we're a little bit off. Later in the evening. Later in the evening. So why do we sing? Matt, Bob, Ken, somebody. What why do we come together every week and we and we sing? Let's put Bob on the spot. I mean, I think the easiest answer first off is just because uh, we're commanded to do so in scripture. Um, over and over again throughout the Psalms, it, it commands us to sing to the Lord a new song um, or to make melody in our hearts to God. And, um, and it's just so just that's an expression of our praise and our adoration to God. It's something that we proclaim truth about God and we do so with a melody. And um, it's just another part of our word ministry, but it's a word ministry that we share in together. It's not just we're on the receiving end um, when Ken stands up or someone else may do that to open the scriptures and preach from them. This is also a word ministry that the whole body of Christ engages in and shares uh, the scripture um, through song and builds one another up. So um, so that's that's something that we can do as far as like individual worship. Um, I think it might be good for us to spend some time kind of dissecting what what in particular, is the value of us singing songs to the Lord together when we gather in our worship service? Like, what's the uh, what's what's the purpose behind that? Because um, we, you know, I can sing in the car, I can sing at home, um, but but what what value is there in singing together as a church family? I mean, one, I mean, there, there are two, I mean, at least two reasons. Well, one, we're exalting the Lord, you know, together. We're saying that God is worthy, that God is good. Um, and uh, it's something that we just, um, we amplify our praise to God when we're doing it together in community. But it also um, is edifying to the body of Christ, to one another, that when we sing, um, I know the church, I've said this a number of times um, throughout on Sunday mornings, reminding the church that those who are sitting next to you or beside you or behind you, uh, they're built up. They're encouraged. Maybe perhaps you're coming in on a Sunday morning and you're just for whatever reason, you're down, you're not feeling it. Um, and your your faith is really, you know, being 
you know, you're, you're just, you're just doubting some things and just being able to hear the brothers and sisters alongside you, be able to sing some of the things, you know, to be true, but maybe in that moment, you're just really discouraged or you're not feeling it. It begins to lift your eyes. It begins to lift your heart and to encourage you. You begin, uh, I think just to be renewed in your faith. Um, and sometimes just being able to look out from where I'm at, just being out on the stage and looking out over our church family and knowing something about some of the different members of our church, maybe some of the issues that they might be going through, a difficult uh, struggle or pain or anything like that, and to see them, you know, maybe with their hands lifted high and their um, their mouth open and wide and just, just calling out to God and singing out in the midst of maybe whatever circumstance or suffering they might be going through or trial, it builds me up. It encourages me. It strengthens me in my faith. And I think in those moments, what we're realizing, yes, we're praising the God, praising God, we're glorifying him, thanking him for who he is and what he's done. But also in those moments, we are serving one another. We're uh, you know, encouraging one another and building up one another's faith. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I agree. I agree completely with that, uh, that, that point of coming together and saying, Hey, yeah, I know this brother's suffering this and uh, to, to see, to come along, alongside and hear him and just to come, come even, uh, confess these truths together uh, that we're singing. We sing, we can come back to this, but we sing like theologically rich things here at New Branch and to confess these together is, uh, is a mutual encouragement. And I, I think, I think that's what Paul was, was part of what he was getting at in Colossians three, when he says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom. And then he tells us the venue, essentially, how to do that. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And so we're teaching and admonishing one another in these gospel truths as we sing them. Sing, we're, we're, we're proclaiming these truths as we sing them, regardless of what we've been through, what, regardless of what our week is like. Um, we, we are encouraging one another, like you said. And I think that's, that's, that's the directive that we're given in Scripture to do that, um, that, we, that we teach one another, that we admonish one another um, in all wisdom by singing these things to one another. And, and I think... That, that may dovetail into further conversation about that's, that's going to inform what we sing. Uh, like like the, the, the songs that we, that we choose to sing are going to be informed by the fact that we're teaching one another and we're, we're admonishing one another. And so I guess there's, you know, kind of based on, on your, your thing, you, what you were saying, Bob, there's really there's 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 two audiences. Yes, we're singing to the Lord. We're worshiping God, but we're doing that together. So we're really singing to one another as well um, these truths to encourage and teach them. And yes, the um before before you go there, is there something about like singing? I think the, one of the reasons the Lord gives us singing. Uh, there's something about singing, right, that stirs our affections. It's like speaking to the heart uh, more so than just like just to our head or something like that. So uh, sometimes you can hear like the the sermon expounded or something like that, and it can and, and you think about it and, and mull it over. 
but there's something about singing the truths of the gospel and it just uh, stirs our affections and, and and causes us to love the kinds of things that we should love. So I think it's uh, formative in that way as well, that it's forming the things that we love, forming the things that we desire. Yeah. yeah. Which, yeah, which does then get to like, how do we choose the songs we sing? So, yeah. mm-hmm. so Bob, how do we choose the songs we sing? Well, I mean, I kind of start with any, Meeny, Miney, Mo, and I kind of figure out, I mean, we haven't sang this one in a while, or this is my favorite song, so I just feel like singing it. Um, <laughs> yes. So, yeah. you, I know, let me say before you, while you, to give you more time to think on, on all of that, like, there's some criteria that you would have, like, before you even, not just how do you choose a song for any given week, but what are the, some of the criteria that you would have before just even considering a song? I'm sure this isn't exhaustive, but, I mean, first of all, um, is it biblical, right? Sure. Is it true? Um, does it, uh, represent the truth of scripture? Is it accurate? Is again, is it biblical? Uh, but so that's the content of the song. And the thing is, there are a lot of songs and there's a lot of good songs that have great content, but that doesn't necessarily translate well to what we sing corporately. Um, some songs just are not singable, um, or they're, uh, written for those who are very, very gifted musically. And that's not serving the body of Christ. It's more in that case, here's a person who's performing and they have a gift and that's great. You can still receive, you know, their, their, their performance gift and be lifted up in that way. But it's not something you do necessarily corporately and add all, all people's voices in together. So a song also has to be uh, singable, um, which means the melody has to be pretty easy to follow, which means the key that you sing the song in needs to be at a, a pretty, you know, good range that the majority of the church can, can sing in um and lend their voices to and not be discouraged it's not too high or it's not too low but it's at a comfortable place where most people can sing yeah i don't um, know any of these words you're saying right now but what's that melodies and keys and things like this yeah. i don't know this, these words yeah, well, you don't want to see i mean chris tomlin he's got a great voice but you know he sings like the angels like most of us we you know i i had puberty and so i can't i can't sing <laughs> poor chris wait are you I saying something like about chris tomlin? i'm saying that chris tomlin sings like um very few men Yes. And uh, though he sings well, um, but I can't sing like him. And most of the people in the church can't either. So we have to find a little bit more um, comfortable keys to sing our songs in. Um, so that that's an important consideration as well. Um, there's just there's just a lot of factors that go into it. So do you have like a set amount of songs that are like our body of songs that we sing or like? I mean, you don't, you wouldn't introduce a whole week of all new songs, right? That would not be very, that would not be serving the church if we were to do that, right? They might be great songs, but um, you're not serving the church if there's not songs that the church knows. So um, I, I noticed like you, if you do introduce a new song, like you'll introduce it and then probably play it a couple times in a row yeah. or something like that so that we can kind of learn. Typically that's the intent. The intent is if we're going to introduce a new song that you'll hear it at least for three weeks in a row um, before we move uh, move on to something else because... Um, well, it just takes a while for people to learn a song, but we also try to serve the church body in our weekly bulletin. We also try to give people in our church a heads up what we might be singing, um, the coming Sunday. Uh, so on Friday mornings, when you receive the uh, church bulletin at the very, very bottom of that, there are YouTube links of the songs that we plan to sing on Sunday mornings. Um, and so if there's a new song that we're going to be introducing on Sunday, you can go there and look at it and go ahead and, um, play that link and be familiar with that song before you come Sunday morning. That's just another way to help serve the body and prepare them for something that might be new. 
um, or to help them uh, become more familiar with some of the songs we're already singing and get to uh, know the words a little bit better. Yeah. It helps me get the key right and the rhythm and the melody. And yeah. the, Although we may not always be singing them in the same key. Well, I noticed that YouTube about track. that. I noticed yeah. a lot about keys and rhythms and melodies and stuff. So I discern that you're blowing smoke. That's, <laughs> that's correct. Um, the, uh, so let's talk about like, I mean, when I was going through like Bible college and even like the church I grew up in, you had like the worship wars, right? Like people were like at the time and you had like the contemporary thing, then you had like hymns. And then I went to my grandmother's church, which was blended, which I kind of thought was the worst of it. All of it um, was they were like, we're going to sing choruses. And I was like, I don't know what that means. And then I was like, oh, you're just going to do the contemporary thing and not do it as well. So New Branch has always, and Ken, maybe you can speak to this. New Branch has always had a sort of style when it comes to instrumentation and, and all of that. Um, and I don't really, was this, would it be safe to say that we don't really have like that kind of worship wars thing that goes on here. Like, so uh, as maybe maybe a few battles here and there, but but by God's grace, we have not seen um, worship style be a, a source of division in our church, and, and I'm grateful for that. Um, we've always uh, focused on just exactly what what Bob has said the content of the song, the importance of, of the congregational voice uh, being primary, not the lead guitar or, you, you know, whatever. That's, that's not, the focus is not that. The focus is the congregation singing. Um, and I, I, just, I just would like to take a moment to commend Bob um, in how he does that. Both, both in his song selection, I, I can just tell you, week after week after week, um, as I um, sing along with the rest of the church, um, am encouraged and edified about how how closely those things tie in with the sermon, and how there's there's such a uh, a, a common theme each Sunday based on what the text is that we're going to be. And I think that's the way it should be. Uh, we've we've always talked about how the text that God is bringing to us through the proclamation of the word is going to be central and everything else flows from that. And so Bob does such a really good job of selecting uh, songs that are going to um, give emphasis to that and supplement uh, the preaching of the word. Um, but the way he leads both in you know, not you're you don't lead all the songs. You have other people on the team lead. Uh, you show the the various giftings in in the church in that way. Uh, but I love your gentle encouragement um, each Sunday to participate. Like we have a job in this. I was I was reading through um, this little book, Corporate Worship, by Matt Merker that came out recently. One of the things he says in there is, when you join a church, you join the choir. We don't have a choir here, but really the choir is the church. The choir is the membership. And I think that's something important for us to, uh, to emphasize is um, not every song is going to be our favorite song, right? Um, and perhaps even some of the style of some of the songs aren't going to be our favorite song, but this is our church. And we have a role, each and every one of us, whether we just absolutely adore singing out loud or 
It's just really not our thing. We're a part of the choir called New Branch Community Church, and we have the opportunity to worship God together and encourage one another. And so that, that would just be an exhortation, I think, for all of us to walk away with is to see that when we come in here on Sunday, the, the corporate singing, A, obviously it's not a performance uh, for us to sit and observe. Instead, it is something for us to engage in and really press into and participate. It doesn't matter how well we sing um, at all. We, we're to make a joyful noise, right? Um, but there are people in our church that can sing really, 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 really well. And that, and that's a, that's a beautiful encouragement to see them, uh, using their gift in that way. But I'm equally encouraged by, and we're not going to name names, but the brother or sister that really isn't gifted in that way, but man is belting out these gospel truths, you know, left and right. I'm encouraged by that because I hear it in their heart. I'm glad I encourage you. <laughs> um, the I think there's I think that like okay I I'll just tell you I don't listen to the style of music that we play here that's not what I write around in my truck listening to. That's um, a surprise. But yeah, that's that's yeah. I I Ken, what do you write around listening to in your Spotify? What's, What's Spotify? Spotify? You know you know what I'm talking. About. Okay, all right. Um, but I roll I roll around listening to hip hop or like alt country or something crazy and weird or whatever. But there's something about church music being church music and gathering together with the family that is completely uh, is it, it. I don't know. It's 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 nice to have something that's just like this is what we're all commonly agreed on and this is what we're all singing. It so. All I have to say, it's not about the style. It's not about the songs. We sing songs that I like more than others. We sing others that I like less. But if the truth in the song, even one that I don't really like as much, if the truth is still true, then we sing it and we go for it, right? Mm -hmm. This is It's not about us individually. It's about us gathering corporately in that moment. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder, I wonder too, this is just a, this, just throw this out there. You know, I, I didn't grow up in church. Um, God saved me when I was 17. I walked across the street to just uh, the church that was there. Um, they happened to have hymnals. And so I, I followed along in the hymnal. And and the, the hymnals had something that our PowerPoint lyrics don't have, and that is notes. And I, I kind of learned, you know, by way of osmosis, how like what a what a base thing is and I, I mean i'm not even, i'm not gonna say the right words i'm not gonna even describe these the, the the notations correctly but but there there is a there there's a knowledge base that comes with seeing that we don't have that with just with with lyrics on a screen i wonder you know just in learning the way that we can help teach our our church how to sing well when we think about the church being the choir um you know, how, how do we, how do we grow in our knowledge of singing well? I don't know. I'm looking at blank face. I would not, I, I haven't, you know, I don't know the answer because I've never grown to sing well. So. <laughs> well, and I don't mean, I don't mean like being a good singer, but learning how to follow, learning how to follow the, I think, I think one of them would be, Let's let's not just pass over the the weekly email. 
that has the songs in there. If there's a song that's listed for the upcoming Sunday that we're not familiar with, why not listen to it two or three times before Sunday and familiarize yourself? Because one of the things, one of the reasons why <clears throat> you, you mentioned bringing a whole bunch of new songs would not be a kindness to the church. Why? Well, it's because it's a distraction if we're trying to figure out how to sing the song while we're trying to worship, right? So if we can alleviate some of that, become more um, comfortable with the melody and the tone and all of that, the tune, uh, prior to Sunday, then then when we're singing it on Sunday, then perhaps we're, we're actually, we are worshiping. We're not trying to figure out the song. Does that make sense? Sure. Yep. Just like we want people to, to read the sermon passage before they get here on Sunday, just their hearts are more prepared, ready to hear from God's word. Yeah, same thing. You know, <clears throat> I agree, Ken. I was with some um, heads of school a couple week, uh beginning of the summer, and that's part of my job now. I work at a Christian school, and in there, these uh, some of these guys were talking about ladies and men. We're talking about uh, specifically one guy saying, "Hey, we're going to do this this upcoming year because I really want our our." young teenage guys to sing he's like they just they need to learn how to sing and they need to to not be ashamed to sing and and sing uh corporately and anyway so it was just interesting well then the next sunday i'm in church and uh my thought was as we're singing is this is where teenage guys learn to sing Mm -hmm. or they or they see other men singing not because they're great singers like we've talked about because they love the lord they love the church and they want to sing praises to god and 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 encourage one another uh through song and uh and not singing only because they have yeah because they have a great voice but it was just it was just an encouraging thing to think about that yeah this is this is where that happens this is where that happens every every week uh they get instruction on, on how to sing yeah yeah so what do you say to the person who says, all right, I'm here for the sermon. Uh, I'm just not into singing. Like, what do you say to that person? Repent. <laughs> I would drop the mic, but I don't want to break it. Thank, thank you. I mean, I think that's a wrong attitude. Uh, I think scripture, Bob's already laid out, Ken's laid out several passages where we're commanded and called to sing. Um, it's about uh, <clears throat> singing praises to the Lord. It's about encouraging your brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not just about you. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just part of the corporate worship. It's part of the corporate dynamic of the church uh, growing in grace together. And, and I really would. I, I think that's a wrong attitude and that that person should <clears throat> should work through uh, work through that and pray through that and not um, not see that as just some sort of add-on for the emotional people or the feely people but it's uh it is a it is a gift from god for the whole church yeah i think i think you know all we have to do is like open up our bibles to the very middle and we find ourselves in the middle of the largest book in scripture which is a book of what songs the song book the psalms are are, are that they're not just recorded prayers they, it, 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 these are songs that that the people of God have sung throughout the centuries. And so I think we're missing part of the heart of God and the heart for God if we say, you know, we're only here for the sermon or, you know, I, I, I'm singing is not a, not a thing for me. That's fine if it's not uh, something that you 
particularly uh, would naturally, um, you know, find, you know, entertaining for yourself. Um, but when the, when, when the church gathers to, to have that kind of mindset that, you know, I'm just not, I'm not going to participate in that part of it. I think that reveals um, a heart attitude that has to be yeah. um, exposed. I think, yeah, it doesn't have to be your favorite part of the, sure. of the service. Um, but if you're gathering with a family and this is what we're all doing, and if this is what God has given us and told us to do, then let's not be wiser than God. Um, this, he's given us singing in our, in our services. Um, let's not be super individualistic and say, hey, this is what I'm into, so I'm only going to participate in the parts of the service that I'm into. No, you're part of a family, and so you're gathering together as a family, and so we're just doing what we're all doing. So, um, what, what uh, Bob, Bob, maybe get your thoughts on this just to, to lay things out. So uh, there is such a thing called the regular, regulative principle of yeah. worship, right? So the regulative principle is uh, basically my my uh, interpretation of that principle is that um, God's word directs not not only what we do in worship, but how we do it. Um, and so, uh, and and we we would affirm that the application of that can look different in different churches, um, but there's a lot of different churches around, right? And worship looks very, 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 very different in different places. Um, so there's some elements of, of uh, worship in perhaps other fellowships that we wouldn't employ here. Um, why, why not? So things like, I don't know, interpretive dance. Uh, you know, I know Matt has a, has a, uh, a special place in his heart for that sort of uh, thing. He's he's asked us to 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 perform a number of times, and we've just turned him down. Why would we turn him down in that respect, Bob? I mean, if if we're going to be guided by Scripture and let let God dictate how He wants us to worship Him, you know, God initiates, but God also sets the rules for how He wants to to be worshipped, how He wants to be honored, um, and so. Therefore, the regulative principle scripture, that's the guide that we follow. Say so these are the these are the instructions, these are the methods, or these are not so much the methods, but the elements or the components that God has set apart that He delights in, um, that He wants us to use in giving Him praise and in, in worship. And so it is specifically those things. And what is the uh, what we're talking about in this particular podcast is you know congregational singing. And it's really, you can't read the Bible and, of course, you know, in particular the Psalms without seeing that on, on nearly every page uh, as being a part of our response to God. Um, and so we, we just want, we want to honor God and we want to follow him and, uh, and worship him the way he uh, chooses to, worship, to be worshiped. Um, it's not like in the Old Testament you had uh, Nadab and Abihu who decided, you know, we're going to have um, this this fire and we're going to light it in the way we want to. And uh, it was unauthorized fire. And so, mm. you know, God broke out against them in that and, and, and they died. Um, and so we need to make sure, too, that we take uh, worship and not just kind of do it in our own image, but we treat worship ho- as a holy thing, as, as a gift that God's given to his people and that uh, we honor God in worshiping him according to his word and the, the means that he set apart to to be worshiped.
And so singing is uh, an indispensable part of that. Anything, anything else to add there? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll add something. Hey, what about the times that, uh, what kind of things should we be wary of? There is a difference of styles. There's cultural differences. Worship, like Ken said, could work, look different in a lot of gospel-believing churches. What kind of things would concern you? I, I, I'll throw out one. I don't want people to walk in, uh, people who are not in church, and immediately think, oh, I know what's going on here. This is a concert. Like, I, I want them to think, this is different, you know, I, because I do think what we do here is distinctively different as we worship. And so I don't want the setting to be such that uh, they walk in and think, I know what this is. This is this is just like a concert that I went to last weekend. That's cool. Uh, you know, so, so I don't want us to structure our worship services in, in those ways. And I think there are things that we would sure. steer away from here uh, that could lead people to the wrong conclusion about what we're doing. For example, we, we don't turn our lights down. Right. All right. Um, we don't have, um, you know, a fog machine. Right. Um, we don't make it all about what's happening up front um, on the stage or the musicians. Um, there's not a spotlight. Um, we, we don't have the volume so piercingly loud that people could sing to the top of their lungs and never hear themselves. Right. We really want even the volume in the room um, to, to serve the, the body well mm. so that um, really – um, even though I've got speakers, you know, it, you know, what are monitors where I'm able to hear what I'm doing on stage. I, most of the sun, most Sundays I'm hearing the church over my monitors. I'm hearing them sing over the monitors. Uh, I have the best seat in the house, um, mm -hmm. to, to hear the, the body of Christ at new branch, um, lift their voices to God in song and to be able to look out and see them because the lights are not dim or down, but the lights are, you know, are bright. And we're able to see one another and see uh, the delight and the joy in one another's faces and just all those kinds of things. It's a it's a huge blessing. Uh, and where else are you going to go? Where else where else do you see that? Where else do you get that kind of uh, experience um, when it's obvious that it's not about anybody up front on the stage? It's not about the music itself, but it's about a corporate offering that these people who know the Lord because of his grace are united together in giving one voice to him and just giving him the praise he so he so just richly deserves. Uh, I don't know anything like that uh, anywhere. And so that being able where everybody participates and you're serving the body of Christ by choosing singable songs that teach good truth and you're putting them in keys that people can sing in, that's a service to the body of Christ and it's encouraging everybody to sing. And when you, the more people that are involved in participating in that, um, even the most amazing concert can't give you what happens when the body of Christ is singing to their God and the Amen. spirit of God fills the room. It's just, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Amen. Yeah. And I think we can close there, but let me say this as we close, like your team of people that get here from, from not from your worship folks, but also your AV folks, like they, you guys put in work. You're here out early or you're here early, maybe more than an hour early. I know you more than an hour. Yeah. I'll just say it. Yeah. Yeah. I know that you yourself are here uh, early and often one of the last to leave. So I just on like, but for you and your whole team, just want to say thank you in front of the whole podcast people listening here. And, so, and, and, and some of your guys, some of your guys do that week in week out, yeah, same people. So, so, and for all your work too, during the week, thinking about those songs and planning and pouring over the scripture. Yeah. It's a, it's a great service to the church, Bob. Thank you, man. It's a joy. It really is. Excellent. So there's our episode for this week. <laughs>